Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez. And with me always, you're going to have Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. And for the people who join us for the first time, Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast is a podcast to speak on uh, music, sports, and life, mainly centered around uh, hip-hop culture and American sports. Uh, we do stray outside of those lines from time to time, may get some leadership topics or whatever the hell we feel like. So let me get into this is uh, episode 98. Episode 98, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about Dion, how how his uh, college tenure is doing. Uh, we got the NFL free agency. We're going to have some NBA all-star talk. We're going to, of course, do our musical uh, rundown of the albums that dropped this past Friday. So specifically, we're going to talk about the YBN Almighty J. We're going to talk about Duke Deuce. We're going we're to talk about the Drake with the Scary Hours 2. Man, just coming out of nowhere, three-pack. And then uh, to cap it off for the culture segment, we're going to talk about Jay-Z selling title to Square. What does that mean? Square is the parent company of Twitter and everything, Jack. Dorsey. Uh, and then at the end, we're going to give our review of Coming to America. That's Coming to America 2. So that's the follow up to the old Eddie Murphy classic after 30 plus years. They're coming out in a sequel to that. So what does that mean? How did that turn out? With that said, let's go ahead and on and jump in right in. Came out, he win. He won again last night. Uh, so that's two wins they got. He beat Grambling State. It was the first time Grambling State uh, the lost at home in the past 16 games that they played. So and he coming out doing things, man. He's getting those. He ain't just all talk. That's what we come yeah. to find out. It, it wasn't just all talk. He's staying true to his obligations. And uh, he's actually got a winning type of culture seeming to build over there at Jackson State. And putting them on prime time. Like, it was on ESPN. I'm like, who knows just because, like, the time frame they at, they, they out of the fall season, so now they got a little bit more leeway. Is that the reason they get – but I like to think that since they follow Jackson State specifically, it's because of Dion, and that's what we, we wanted to come out of this. Yeah, I mean, you got to use – he has to use his star power to get these guys on the Some map. Exposure. You know what I'm saying? So he has to do that. And with that said, like, the kids will start to shine as a result, but we – we're there for Dion first and foremost because mm. of what it means and what it can mean in the future. So there's no problem with that. I mean, I'm sure Jackson State, that's why they hired him. That's part of the reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know the publicity yeah. on that just got to be good. And But if, if it gets more people to go out there and actually see the program that he's running and want to sign with them, it, I still think people are going to go to the the top-tier programs. But if – if that ain't your option, if that whatever, it throws these HBCUs uh, up in the up in the mix now. Like uh, instead of going to somewhere where you'll be seeing like, hey, what is this dude doing at North Dakota? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and not being seen. They got other options where they can go and actually get some type of shining in some some direction. So there you go. Yeah, I'm interested in it, man. I need to start taking a look into what these guys are doing as far as these HBCUs and just to get my football in, man. Besides playing Madden and stuff, you know. I will say one thing they need to change up, though, man. Like, so they ain't got the names on the back of their jerseys for, for that little league, man. All of them got just uh, their mascot name or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, 
Y'all gonna be on national TV. I need y'all to have your names. <laughs> I need that, to know man. who I'm talking about, who I'm looking at, man. I, I feel you. I feel you on that. For sure. For yeah, sure. So that, that definitely needs to change. Dion, get with Under Armour for y'all, man. Put, put them kids' names on the back of that jersey. Yep. But yeah, man. That's all you got for Dion. That's all I got on Dion. So where we gonna go next? Yeah, we, we can we can go to the NBA or Deshaun. We're gonna stay in NFL. Let's football. stay, let's stay NFL for a second. Let's go on and finish that off and then we'll move towards uh the NBA. Sure, man. Uh so Deshaun Watson still ain't moved. Uh, they're saying that he finally met with uh, with his team, with his coach, and everything, and it still ain't working out. He's still just saying he's staying put, but Houston is staying put by we're not trading him. One of them gonna lose, <laughs> and, and I have a feeling we already know who done lost. <laughs> Houston definitely done lost this whole deal, man. Like just go ahead and get what you can as you go on to the draft, get closer and closer to the draft. I know they're saying you can wait, you can wait, you can wait. As you get closer into the draft, man, some of these teams that are quarterback needy are just going to fall off. And they in a, they, they in a, they are in a full rebuild. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't care whether you have Deshaun Watson or not. You're in a full rebuild. So with that said, go ahead and let him go. Get what you can get. It's not going to be of equal value because the kid is that talented. He is Arguably a top five quarterback in this league. Yeah, not even most arguably. Like he yeah, okay, is, it is. Top yeah, five right. I'm just you know because I'm thinking I'm off the top of my head. I'm spitballing here, but what I'm saying is just go ahead and let it go. You're never gonna get equal value back for that type of talent, but no. you can get close to it. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you trust your team and everybody, you know, in your scouting department and all that to draft well and and raise some guys up in your culture, then you'll be all right. But you can't do that because you're Houston. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? Them. You can't trust anything. Because as you've seen, like, y'all gave away, y'all gave J.J. Watt away, y'all gave uh, 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 D-Hop, and now you got your other star. These, what's the three stars of your team? And you practically lost them all in a year because you gave one person too much power. You, you kind of messed up. You, you got to rebuild and, like, you done lost faith with those people who was there doing that little mess up. It's just gone. Let them go on and get as much draft capital as you can and rebuild your culture, rebrand yourself. But it ain't gonna happen with those people who was there. They're not gonna sit. He's not gonna sit around and wait for you to get a D Hop like player when you had freaking D Hop. <laughs> he's not gonna wait for the defense to get built around somebody who's a dominant pass rusher like a JJ Watt. When you had J.J. Watt, it's over with. At what like, point does he fold, though? At what point does he fold as far as Deshaun Watson? What like, you mean, Does fold? he fold in what, – at what point does he give in? Like, if it looks like they're not going to trade him because you got the draft coming I don't think up. he does. You don't think he does? I you think, think he's he going to accept all that comes with sitting out and the amount of money he'll get fined if it comes uh, to that? Yeah, because I, I think he knows his it's, – it's, we come to the point where – Brady, Brady, the one who did it. That's the one who got it. quarterbacks. That what Brady moved last year showed a lot of quarterbacks that they got a lot more power than they was willing to give themselves. Like now it's known, and he knows his worth, and uh, that's why you got Russell Wilson come out and say, "Hey, I ain't feeling too happy. You better do something." And all he asking <laughs> for is a all he asking for is a new lineman or two, and they already like, oh, you know, we don't want this going into, but it's like. This is the only time you've heard Russell Wilson ever complain. He's been yeah. doing it all for your team. Like I said a couple weeks ago, you traded the Legion of Boom piece by piece yep, away let him go. to pay this man. So if you did all that, he's good. And he says he wants a line, 
Get a man what he wants. Yeah. Get a man what he wants. Simple and plain, man. But to bring it back to Deshaun, Deshaun, man, like, as of seeing that, like, he knows, like, yeah, he's going to sit out. If, if I mean, I would have. I'm pretty sure he got enough money. He made enough at this point. He didn't, he didn't put enough away. He's getting endorsements. We've seen them all over the NFL last year. He got money, income coming in elsewhere. You've seen what uh, Colin Kaepernick was even able to spend off a, a sponsorship, even though he wasn't in the NFL. Uh, you, you got Marshawn Lynch, you know, able to still make a ton of income, be on all these commercials and stuff. And these are people that was hated. So I think Deshaun is smart enough to know that he's going to get his uh, – he can get income outside of football for a year if he decided to sit out to make himself get into a better situation. And that – him knowing that, Houston ain't got a chance. But you got two teams that's out there that really can get him, to me, to be honest, as far as they they in the market and then they could give – back Houston something that they want. You got Jimmy Garoppolo out there in San Fran, possibly a quarterback for a quarterback swap and then some picks on top of that because while Jimmy did well in that first year there, it still doesn't have that big body of work to justify it just being a one-for-one type swap. So, yeah, man, so Jimmy's one of those guys that I feel like he is out there for the taking and Houston could get something back, something back in terms of production. And Then you also have the Dolphins. Which brings up your guy that I know you wanted to highlight. Oh uh, yeah, Tua. Uh, but before we go down that, I'm, I'm definitely speak on the Tua. But is that what you really want for a Deshaun? Like you're talking about a top five talent. Do I want your bottom twenty or <laughs> type talent? You know what I mean? I, I'm, that's not a good trade off. I don't care how many draft picks you get me. Like I. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, we he is what he is. You know what he is right now. You know he's a game manager. He can probably help you out. Like he got a team to a Super Bowl, but he ain't helping win it. And it wasn't. It was more the defense than it was ever uh, him that was doing it, right? And second team, he'd been with New England Patriots, and then now he's over there and just just haven't really lived up to the hype. He hasn't. So is that what you want to come in to replace your bona fide star? It's, it's got to be draft at this point. I, I, that's how I feel. Like, it has to be you You want the draft picks and you go in and you draft somebody else. Anybody else is just a stopgap in between. It's just a stopgap, period. So, with that said, like you're talking about Tua, uh, I, I guess, I mean, that could be a better I, I find that it's a better option than Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, he's been for a couple teams. We know what he is. You know what I mean? He's not the answer. But Tua, uh, it's still out there. He came back last year. He played last year. But how much of that hip was still bothering him? You know, he came back extremely fast. He he beat expectations and he's a rookie. to be back. And he's a rookie. Yeah. Like, good, Lord, give him, give him a shot. Yeah. But I'm just saying, they, they in the market. Then you got... Nick Foles in Chicago. Of course, Nick you Foles. have Sam Darnold on the Jets. You have the Eagles. Nobody won't know Sam Darnold. I'm just saying you have you have teams that are they, <laughs> they, they will, not they, they don't know what they things, yeah they don't I'm know like, what they I, want. Nobody won't know Sam Darnold. No, no. no he's not going to be the place. star. Nothing like that. Uh, y'all gonna have to give up draft picks for this guy. And that's a whole that's not, whole heap of draft picks. I mean, you got the Eagles that you say talk about Jalen Hurts. Oh, and all Jalen that, Hurts, man. Nobody, that's funny how that whole situation is flipping over with him and Tua. Like is now. Uh, and Philadelphia, they done gave Jalen Hurts pretty much the keys to the city. Say this is like we're gonna oh, run no, with you. They have well, they, 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 they willing to accept a, if they willing to accept the Deshaun talent if they can oh, yeah, possibly yeah, yeah, package yeah. up they, some they things. Take it up. But I'm saying like yeah. in the tour situation, 
they they placed him in and out like this past year. They kept throwing Ryan Fitzpatrick up in there. They was unsure of what they had, you know, where uh, when Jalen Hurts got there, he was second-round pick, and it was supposed to be Carson Wentz, but he ended up getting flung up in there, and now Carson Wentz is gone, but now the talk is on tour down there. And, you know, that whole little dynamic with them just going all the way through college high, uh, Jalen Hurts left and went to Oklahoma because uh, uh, he got replaced in the championship game by tour, and now they're on the big stage and actually got a, you know, you're out in the business of it, the NFL, and seems like Hurts is going to be the one that's – He's the one that's projecting up versus down as he was in college. Like, so yeah. I just find that just kind of ironic and hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got several more teams: Saints, Broncos. It's a lot of un, you know teams that are unsettled as well. So what do what do you give up for? I like whatever they ask for. All those all <laughs> these teams that we're for. naming, I don't feel like are good at drafting anyway. Give up as many picks as they ask them for. Just get rid of, like, uh, uh, who is the one? I, I'm trying to think of the last. You're going to have to build through free agency and, and bringing guys in and, and being smart with whoever you build up within the organization. But if you don't have a track record for doing well with that, then do you really, Take the shot. Do you really care? Like, what? <laughs> like you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? We really haven't been nailing it these past couple years. You know what I'm saying? Look at yourself and be like, hey, when the last time we had a franchise quarterback? And then after that's over 20 years, you need to do everything you can to go get this besides guy. Besides them Peyton Manning, <laughs> and like, like Denver, for example, besides snagging Peyton Manning on the latter end of his career, before that, it was a long time, but you know, before they had some competent QB back there. Yeah. So, you know... Panthers are another one. Teddy Bridgewater, that's another serviceable guy. He's not going to carry your team, He's but he ain't going to lose your games either. So I'm just saying, there's, there's some quarterbacks out there where you can get something back to at least look like an NFL team. It may not be, you know, necessarily Watson, but who is? Yeah. Top five talent. Get back as much as you can get in trusting your staff. If you yeah. trust your staff... There's there's a, there's something out there to be had. I guarantee from. though, it's gonna be a team that we're not naming that's gonna end up getting them. It's it always who's is. It always about is. It, that's, that's like, oh, I didn't know they were looking for a quarterback. Yeah, like I always, <laughs> I always like be, you know, always cautious to talk about these things because, like, of course, you got people out there that know the cap situations yeah. and all that. We, we ain't right, no we, insiders. We ain't no insiders. You know, it's just from a fan perspective here. Always, you know, when we talk about these things, but at the same time, even with the capologists and all that, like you said, it's still sometimes where it's somebody that come out of nowhere that make it happen. They they they're a lot smarter. They involve a third team and all these different type of things go down. All these uh these cool little tricks to the trade come. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could defer this to this to that. Yep. Like we we are not as smart and fans in general are not. I as mean, smart just on that a couple stuff. of weeks ago, we were saying Wentz wasn't going nowhere. His contract wasn't allowed to yeah. allow it. He's gone. There, there was a price. There was a price the Eagles were willing to pay in dead cap space, and that's what they did. Yeah. Everybody has a price, man. Everybody so, has a price. I mean, even the people out there that's in the know don't really seem like they're in the know. I mean, because who who knew about JJ Watt going to Arizona? I don't think that was even a, like one of the teams that was being discussed uh, at the time. It was always Chicago, Cleveland, and now look where he to end up. So it's crazy. Even the people who call themselves insiders. Don't really even must know how these teams are really operating and what these players are are really thinking. But we know one thing. We do know one thing. Deshaun ain't playing for no damn Houston no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might man. as well get that up. 
Sure. Hey, man, uh, so you want to hit up the draft, too? Want to talk a little bit about the draft? I have watched nothing on the draft, so you got it. All right, so man. So what's going on in the draft right now, the draft situation is, uh, so last week we should have had the combine, but a COVID just still ain't allowing all this stuff to happen. We didn't have a combine. So now you're leaning on the pro days, but the pro days are going to be, the team still can't talk to the players. They can see the players. They can see what they do. But they can't talk with him. So you don't, you you know how you always get out of like, man, he ain't do too good on that Wonder League score. Oh, I heard he ain't interview well. He had this story. Like, you ain't gonna have none of that drama. They're gonna actually have to go off what's on tape. This is what's gonna be very unique this year. They gotta go with what's on tape they and what do, they can they drag do, out of them in a 15 minute Zoom year. meeting. They didn't do that last year where they just did the Zoom meeting and then did everything. They I had think- the combine before. Okay, I think they'll do some of those things now that we had a year yeah. to kind of prepare for some of that stuff. They may try to do some of that yeah. stuff, but but we still had to come. Yeah, we still had to come by. Combine was in February. Yeah, the combine happened. Yep, it was just after that, so they had that time to talk to him. This year they ain't got that time to talk with him at all. So it's just like, whew, it's gonna be some names up there, and then the t- players that sat out. So what do you do with those players? Like, how do you view them? Do do they rank a little bit higher, like the Jamar Chases and stuff that you know is a great player? He was the number one receiver over uh, Justin Jefferson, but he sat out all last year. Is he still in your right type of shape? You don't know. You're gonna get no medical on him. And that's that's Jalen Waddle with the with the uh, with the ankle injury. And that's the thing about like a guy like in Jamar Chases. Instance like I've been reading up on him because he may fall to yeah, Philly with everything. Snatch him up. You have to snatch these type of t- if if he was the best player by far as far as wide receiver or possibly in college football the year before and he took yeah. a year off. Don't be don't be that team that's stupid enough <laughs> to think that oh, I haven't seen him in a year. It's gonna be a team that's gonna actually like. All these hot quarterbacks of the moments, as I don't call them, like the ones that's been like wasn't talked about two years ago, and and now in a shortened season where they got this chance, the the Zach Wilsons, the uh, Trey Lance, the uh, that just Mac Mac Wilson, you know these one hit wonders that just popping up on the popping up on the charts and getting you saying they're gonna be top ten draft pick, and it's just like why when you had all these other talent established. Like, I would take any of those other players over the quarterbacks. But there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, man. Yeah. And you don't want to be, hey, you you miss on the wide receiver, it's going to be more wide receivers. You miss on that quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So So I I understand it, but at the same time, man, it's just like, man, I don't don't trust none of them quarterbacks. They ain't got enough tape. They ain't got enough. I, I don't know enough about them. They, they seem like they're all going to be projects. Like, they always saying, like, oh, he's very this person-like. Yeah, you know somebody you ain't hearing that about? Besides Sunshine. Yeah. That one besides Sunshine, all you ain't got to make excuses for anybody else. It's, it, it is what it is. It ain't about height. It ain't about arm strength. With Sunshine, is, that's the number one pick. Yeah. And then in other years where there, there has been two quarterbacks, like the, the year that Goff and Carson came out, I mean, prior to knowing what they can do, it was those two guys and then the rest. Then you had the rest. Mm-hmm. I want to go on a guy that at least I feel that way about initially. Not not this guy that got all these, well, he kind of came up here, came up, and he never won anything while he played for that team. You know what I mean? Like, this one kid they trumping up out of Penn State. I've never heard of him prior. Like, is it? What kid What kid is it? Is it, is it oh, BYU. Is it, okay, it's Zach, BYU. Zach Wilson. 
never like I've never saw him play a game. And I I I mean the biggest college football man, but I watch it enough to know that I don't know who this kid is. Yeah. But all of a sudden he's gonna be the number two quarterback off the board. <laughs> Trey Lance is the one that's surprising me. They they humbled like he didn't he didn't lose a game the, the season before. Then they weren't gonna have a season mm-hmm. in their conference this year, and they cobbled together and had one game this season. He done played one game and he won. And he's coming from North Dakota, <laughs> North North Dakota State. Yeah, that's the Carson Wentz alma mater. Oh, that's what I was gonna get at. It's like <laughs> the pedigree from that school so far is good, not great. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Y'all go ahead and jump on the Trey Lance, but uh, that school got a little bit more to prove. Same thing with uh, Mac Wilson, man. My uh, Alabama, him coming from Alabama. Alabama quarterbacks just ain't ain't been it in the NFL. They haven't. Yeah. So, I'm not about to jump off and take a first-round draft pick just because a couple wide receivers is saying, like, he's that guy. All these Alabama quarterbacks, like, they they're seem like they're getting better. You had Tua drafted. You had Hurts were drafted. Let's see how they actually go. But I'm not willing to throw out on Mac Wilson, who had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and Najee. Like, the <laughs> Alabama team is ridiculous in itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like you can get anybody back there to throw to these guys, and they are elite they athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you can't go wrong with their skill positions in yeah. Alabama. Like, the only – Part where you kind of go wrong, and, and it's kind of may, may change the narrative if Tua and and uh, Hurts do playing. well. That may change the narrative at what the quarterback willing, position. But besides that, are you willing to jump out on the next one, Mac Wilson? After that, like <laughs> he may be the guy, but it's it's, it's he got to show. It's it, it like he would have to show more, and I don't have enough from him. I just feel I mean? like in those early rounds, it's a lot of more talent. Established talent, you know, where you got tons of tape on them, you've seen their improvement that should get drafted over him. What's wrong with him falling to the second round? I, I think, think that's too much. Too much is placed on the combine, in in my opinion, just too too much. Like, why do we get so excited about how much a cat can lift? Because that tells me everything. <laughs> <laughs> that tells me everything. Like, you got to be like, it's it's all about the game tape anyway. So if you nah. study the tape well enough, all that. All that extra, besides the interview, like a, a regular job interview, that that should be it, man. What the test, the little, it's, I, I got my thoughts on the one the test. I don't want to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, I feel like the interview and the game tape should be it. And and if you want to do the body fat and all that, okay. But I, I don't think that's as big of a deal as it's yeah, being made. People clown the one lick test, but I, I think it does actually like have some, it, it allows you to learn to know how your player thinks. You know what I mean? Like, is, am I going to have to spend a little bit more time with him in the in the tape room? If that's the case, I, I know that ahead of time. That's all that shows with me. Like, does he take a... Do, he, do I have to approach my teaching style a little bit differently? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just have to... I would have to take one and see, like, the analytics and the breakdowns of all that and what you get out of certain answers and questions and all that. So, I mean, that would be something to deep dive at... at Whatever point, but eh, it is what it is, man. So draft coming up draft, next month, man. and uh, you know. well, next week we should start. Uh, 
they should start the the free agency period, start yep. opening up. And then here next week, like, it's supposed to be a bloodbath, bro. It's supposed to be a bloodbath. Like, all these teams trying to get up under this they getting like They getting like the <laughs> NBA and the NFL, man. You know what I mean? They, they moving on from players. Folks getting cut. J.J. Watt just went to the, the Cardinals. So, the, things are happening, man. So, we'll, we'll see who's the next. All right, man. Is that all you got for the draft? That's all I got for the draft. All right, man, so the NBA and its capitalistic society has decided to have the All-Star game, so we're going to have it. It's tonight as we're recording right now. We're recording on a Sunday, so we have not watched the game as of yet, but like many of you, we do enjoy the festivities. They got it all jam-packed into one night, which for me is cool. Who's in the dunk contest? All I know is Obi Toppin. That's all, because he's a Nick draft. Other than that, I've (laughs) never heard of the other guys. (laughs) I've heard of them, but what I mean is the lion's share of you listening have no idea who these other two guys are unless you're an NBA junkie because, mm-hmm. you know, they have Portland. Uh, I forgot the kid out of Portland. I think it's somebody else off the Pacers. So you well. got Obi Toppin actually going to win it, right? That's who you're pulling for? I'm not even excited about it, oh, okay. to be honest with you. Let's get into what we liked about the first half. Um, we will kind of start with your Lakers and stuff like that. And, Wait, and why these do you want to start with my Lakers? It's no hate. It's no hate. I just think that... You guys don't even have your foot on the gas yet. No. And rightfully so. No, right? Rightfully don't. so. And, and that's that's how I feel. It's just like, uh, you know, with Anthony Davis being out like as of late and then in the losing streak that we went on, uh, we was able to we able to shake. We still I still say we competitive. I just feel like they're like the, like you saying, they ain't got their foot on the gas. They ain't ready to just every game ain't do or die right now. You know what I mean? So it's 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 fun to to take the jabs or shoot jabs at everybody about the about them losing or Golden State, for example, when they lose. Uh, but it's, it but is we know it is. we know who the real players yeah. are. We know who the real players are, and, and I'll and no, I'll, there's a reason. There's a reason why I'm saying I know where the real players are, and I'll, I'll come back to it. So remind me if I forget. But like I said, man, like the most important thing is you guys' health. Like you just made a, a finals run, and we saw peak Lakers with mm-hmm. the defense, what AD can do. What Bron could do, what, what that team does when they they lock in. Ultimately, and you yeah. still have all those key pieces, and I think you got. We'll take a game better. off. We ain't taking a series off. Oh no! Can you beat that team four times? And I don't. I don't care what team is is looking good out there. Which brings me to the disrespect. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz are still receiving. Oh man! Did you know? <laughs> did you see that they were picked last? Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell on the All Star teams on Team LeBron. And then, and then uh, LeBron even went off to say, <laughs> who the hell picked the Utah Jazz <laughs> and NBA Jam and in the game and 2K in general? Yeah. Like, nobody. Nobody. It is what it is, yeah. man. Let's, let's keep it real. So you think so, that's going to be some fuel to the fire for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy I, Gobert? I don't think it's fuel to the fire as for them like playing-wise. I think they already got that. They they like the underdog store. But it goes to show you that they're not going to get exposure enough exposure for the teams they're at. So when their contracts come up and they're able to move, I wouldn't be shocked to see them go to other teams just because of what you're saying right now, the market and, and their the the light shine on them. They're not gonna be the, Shit, they both got they just got paid one behind the other. So they they locked in for quite some time now that you know in, in future years when they're in the, they're in their prime but in their younger years. But I, mm-hmm. I think moving forward if I don't, you know what? At the end of the day, man, I gotta say that they got a pretty good thing going. Yeah. You know, uh, with their team, their coach, 
and the players they have there and the guys that they've surrounded Donovan and Rudy Gobert with, it's just, dog, this is what I was circling back to earlier. You're going to have to prove it. Put up or shut up, beat the Lakers, beat the Clippers, make a deep run, because until then, everybody going to look at you like that. Mm-hmm. That That's what has to happen. You have to win. You have to prove it. And that's my watch, so don't worry. Oh, know. okay. But uh, <laughs> it's all good. But uh, but yeah, you're gonna have to prove it, and that's where a lot of these teams are. So these are my prove it teams. No matter what you do and all the glitz and glamour, you you gotta win. Clippers are still proving they can't execute yeah. down the stretch in games. You're gonna have to prove it to me in the playoffs. I don't care where you end up. Right now, the Clippers are Playoff number four. To show out this year. Who knows? Who knows? You know, can they execute down the stretch? You got Kawhi Leonard there. Can he rally the troops and get everybody up to snuff to do things that they need to do? Because he's a closer. But why why isn't the team led by him closing? You know what I mean? Gets no blame game. Philadelphia 76ers, they're doing well. They're at the top of the East looking pretty. Nets, KD been sitting out for a while. And they coming. They coming. But... The reason why people put the Nets at the top, no matter what right now, is because of what they can become with all three yeah. of them guys are there. And then there's talks of them getting Blake Griffin. Holy shit. He got bought out. He got bought out by the Pistons yesterday or the day before. Um, Friday, I believe. So, yeah. yeah, he got brought out. So now he's looking to sign with a team that and he has Ooh. championship aspirations. And, you know, he's been sitting in Detroit the last few years. The first year he was an all-star, which people forget. This is only two, three short years ago he was all-star in Detroit. And he going to get picked up for a veteran minimum. <laughs> man, man, man. So you got that. So, you know, I, I don't know. There's a few guys. Milwaukee, again, they've lost time and time again now the last two years. Is Giannis finally going to rise to the occasion? You know, Dame time. You want to be put in these conversations. You want to be an all-star starter, and you want to shut folks up. Got to make another deep run, bro. I mean, I get it. The bubble was the bubble, but, you know, you guys did make a run the year before that to the conference finals. So can you keep that up, and can you push through? You know, Can people- you get to that championship game? That's when I feel like it will stop. Until you get there... Like, you ain't even got to win it for some of these guys. You can complain yeah. about who's on these other teams all you want to. You you the competition is the competition. You got to beat the competition. Are you better? Or are you not? And as every year that you don't make it on there, it, it messes with your legacy in that front. Just like you was good, but he wasn't. He had the unfortunate to play in the LeBron era. Right. Chris Paul's another guy. Like so, you got Chris Paul. Like he's people got a, his stock at an all time high as the point guard. But again, you got your team. What Phoenix Suns? I'm looking at the standings right now. They are number two in the West. Jazz number one. But in everybody's heart of hearts that watch basketball, whether you casually watch it or you watch it every night, you know these teams are going to be tough outs. Don't get me wrong; they're really good. But when they go up against teams like the Clippers, teams like the Lakers, Denver, guys that were there last year, you don't know if you does that mean Golden State in the current standings? Golden State's out. No, they in. They, they number they, eight. They got to do the. They number nine, but they got to do the play-in okay. tournament uh, thing with the, those last few seeds. But again, who who knows where these guys are going to end up? And it's really only at the end of the day, man. There's two teams. There's two teams fighting for the championship bar and injury, and that's Brooklyn and the Lakers. 
period. Like th- those are the two teams you gotta beat. You don't feel like Miami's still there? I don't I don't think they beat Brooklyn in a in a seven game series. I don't think they beat the Lake. Like I don't think they get past Philly this year. If Philly makes a certain move and gets some more shooters around Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So yeah, that last year the bubble to me was an anomaly with them. Do they play great basketball and Spolstra has them playing well? Yeah, but I think they get I think they at least get to the conference finals. So you you're saying like a lot of these a lot of the teams uh they suffered during the bubble. It was to Miami benefit. Yeah, they locked in. By them actually still being in the same state, you know, uh, they they, they came yeah. in a little bit closer together. They got the bond a little bit and that that kind of showed out there. And they're coaching. They're yeah. coaching like He's one of the longest tenured coaches in the league right now, and it's kind of hard to believe because we saw Spolstra's start yeah. um, on the bench. You know what I mean? But lo and behold, man, 06, 07, you know what I mean? I think as far as that, like, he got damn near 15 years of coaching, head coaching experience under his belt, and that's before the LeBron years. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. He can coach his ass off, and that's why they, they got there on top of the talent that they have. But can they get to the Eastern Conference Finals again? Absolutely. Absolutely. So... But another narrative of the first half, falling in and out of love with Steph Curry. <laughs> oh, how he started. They started so terrible. So terrible. Then all of a sudden, lo and behold, he has them in the thick at the bottom half of the West. You know, possibly, you know, if they play, keep playing the way they're playing, he may possibly be in the MVP running. He won't win it. But <laughs> I'm just saying, he went from shit to sugar in a heartbeat with those guys at least playing competent basketball, albeit he has scored damn near 25 to 35 points for them to win. But there was another team. That's another team that I'm looking at to make big moves. Giannis, another one. Bucks are in the middle of the pack. They in, they're number three right now in the East. The most dominant player in the NBA as of last year, right? Yeah. And just and, and, you know. average. Yeah, I mean, know. well, he ain't average. No, he's I mean, not average. I think, but, he, but he's he he done fallen back off that. Like he, nobody's ain't scared this year. Should I say right, that? Right, nobody's scared of them because they haven't proved it in the playoffs. And he's been on the tear the last week and a half. Uh, they had a big win over the Clippers recently. But but again, it's all about what you're gonna do when the time comes down to it. Can you develop somewhat of a jump shot, or can your team focus on putting you in positions to be great when the other team? takes away what you do best, which is driving and, you know, doing obscene things, you know, with his long-ass strides on the court. Like, he, they got to put him in position to be better with his limitations. So a lot of these guys, it's just, it's, they got to they gotta prove it, man. But the rookie sensation, man, moving on. Mm-hmm. The mellow ball. <laughs> a lot of people ain't see it, man. And I know his daddy, his daddy ain't say nothing. Like, you haven't seen nothing about LeVar. And then LeVar, I know LeVar just sitting back like I told you, motherfuckers. I told y'all. Mm-hmm. Because this boy that he said was going to be the best of them as youngest is absolutely doing that. And every every night, man, wherever he goes, he's on Sports Center or he's being talked about in some that sort of highlight. Awkward, awkward shot. It's going in, though. <laughs> it's going in, man. I think that's all that matters, man. And he ain't afraid to take it. And the coach, they done inserted him in the starting lineup. And now that's all she wrote. And his brother Lonzo. He's playing competent basketball in New Orleans as well. So, you know, those ball boys are doing their thing. But, yeah, man, so that's that's really where I got as far as the storylines, man. There's a, a lot of teams that are all bunched up in their respective conferences, and a lot of that has to do with COVID 
and and the schedule constraints and guys sitting out that normally wouldn't sit out as much. So, you know, a lot of that bunched up scheduling has to do with that. But these these guys will figure it out. Fans are starting to come back. So I'm anxious to see whether that becomes like a a real home court thing again. You know, so in Texas, Texas is next week. It's no like they they took no out the mask, mandate. no mask, no nothing. So, those teams are about to be packed, right? I'm not sure, man. The NBA, now that those arenas are going to have to let those people in on what they want. You know what I mean? So, Which it should be open. Like, I the, know if I'm a season ticket, if I'm a season ticket holder and there is no restrictions where I'm at, bro, you better let me in on my seat so you're going to be paying me back some money. But here's the thing, though. You know what I'm saying? What does the NBA value now at this point? That's all going to come into play. These owners, is, I mean, I'm but, suing. That's what I'm saying. I'm suing at this point. If you don't let me go to the game, there's no restrictions. And that's that, you making an excellent point because now these fans have a say. Oh, there are no restrictions, so let me into the game. But there's still going to have to be precautions. So how many fans do you let in the game? If you got my money. And I paid the money for this right here, bro. It's gonna be a fight on your hand at this point because now I legally I can go to this game with no no repercussions. Like that's the way it is. I don't care what your rules are. There is no restrictions on this state. Why can't I go to this game? And why do I have this twenty thousand dollar seat <laughs> that I can't go sit in? A lot of behind the scenes things, man. A lot of behind the scenes things, man. But last but not least. I think the MVP is Joel's and beats to lose just based on his body of work so far, his availability, mm-hmm. and how he's truly, truly dominating the game. And circling back to LeBron and AD being hurt, LeBron's probably gonna sit out a little bit more. I know they don't like he doesn't like to sit out, and he always, you know, wants to turn it on as the season progresses, but gotta do what's best for the team. And you can't keep on testing. Your yeah. body at the, at this age, man. I know he's the, the bionic man and, nah, and the warrior. Rest king, rest king. Wait, you know, rest up. What's important? You know, and I know mm-hmm. I think the rings at the end of the day. So if Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt and keeps it up, I think he'll get it, man, for sure. But, yeah, that, that's all I got. Storylines, first half, and, and going into the second half, man. All right, Cash. Uh, hey, man, we ain't do it last week, so make sure we get in this week. Uh, we want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters, man. All right, man, you got them. So, uh, if for y'all wondering, what is Patreon? Patreon is a it's a proud to pay campaign. You basically paying us for additional content for our works to help us move the pot along, for us to to get better equipment, for us to drop more episodes more efficiently. Everything that you guys do in a monetary value is put right back into the podcast we're not sitting here sitting on stacks and stacks and racks we put it right back into the art and right back into giving you guys what you want we also connect with you month to month we do up to a 30 minute or longer chat depending on how good the the uh, conversation is going monthly we get early now we you get early access to shows so there's a lot of little things in there just you know look at the tiers there's three different tiers look them up see which one works for you during these times and uh and you know just support you know by patronizing our brand don't sleep on the couch podcast yep and 
layman terms, hey, y'all help pay for all the little bills and stuff we got here. You would think just like, oh, y'all just doing a podcast startup. Hey, man, all these programs, they just like they nickel and dime y'all on the, the services, the streaming services, whether it's video or audio, they nickel and dime us for everything it takes to make all these uh, podcasts, man. So you got to pay Audible. You got it's, it's a ton of them. I'll just say that. <laughs> it's a ton of them that we got to pay monthly. Uh, so we, we have had a couple people that, you know, Help us reach that level where we're we appreciate over the past year, and definitely want to give a shout out to those our our current Patreon members. Uh, so we got Tate, that's my boy Blue. We got Marty, Marty, Silent Partner. Take that, take that, take that, take that. Fran, that's the franchise, man. I haven't heard from Fran in a while, man. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Congrats on the the upcoming retirement as well, man. Uh, Corey, Corey, the foundation, man. The guy that gave before. We even had the Patreon fully set up. He just sent the money. Yeah. So we we love you for that, man. Quay Quay. Pop, lock, and drop it. Uh, we got Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Got Bird. Bird Man. What happened to that boy? Ryan. That's my boy Jack Ryan, man. He almost out. He almost fully out, man. Start that retirement officially. We getting old, man. All our friends. Getting out the military. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got one ex-guest, uh, Manuel. More money, more money, more money. We got Jared. Lil J on the track. Uh, we got Matt. Ah oh, man, Matty Ice. I think I'm going to go with Matty Ice. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out his uh, Twitch channel, Kaiser Kush. Uh, he plays all types of games on there. Does a lot of... Uh, Call of Duty and stuff like that. So check that out. Uh, Tyrus. That's Oakland's own, ain't it? Yeah. Hey, man. We got E40 water. We got Autry. Yeah, man. That's Mr. Antisocial. Don't talk to me. I'll talk to you. And then we got Rodney. Rodney Raw Dog Jenkins. <laughs> Shout out to Rodney, man. Appreciate your patronage. Hey, we appreciate all y'all. Uh, thank y'all for y'all support over the past year. So uh, really do help out big time in everything that we do on, on this podcast. For sure, man, for sure. And then, you know, if you're a first-time listener and you're rocking with us, check out our, our previous work. And if you like the quality, you like the content, and you want more of it, you want to see behind-the-scenes things, we're willing to do that, and that's things that we're incorporating. So if that's something that interests you in supporting us, going from 200-some-odd subscribers and all the way up to, you know, getting monetized on YouTube or wherever this is going to take us. Come come join the journey and rock with Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. We're going next. We're going to the music, man. Yeah, let's get to the music, man. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> we know it's one album that's out there or one... It wasn't even was an album. It was just a few Lucy's that yeah. was on there, right? Uh, scary hours, scary pack. hours too. We're gonna get to that. I mean, that's that's the big one that we listen to. But start off, man. I, what what other albums did you listen to this week? I went and doubled back to the ones I've been listening to, man. So I haven't listened to anything new rap wise. I checked out the Kings of Leon, uh, Leon album. So that was all right uh, for me. I needed to change the pace. Just something you know to listen to on the low scale as far as, you know, not non-hip-hop, but, I mean, I, I stick to the guys that I've been listening to. Ransom, uh, preparing for that upcoming project that he has dropping. JR, uh, who we interviewed last week, I've been listening to his 
his EP and rocking with that. So it's been more of a catch-up time because not a lot of things besides Drake came out that warranted my attention, but I know you're going to speak on um, a body of work there. I went back to Benny the Butcher's Burden of Proof um, because I was, I was just in that that type of talk listening to uh, Neighborhood Hove by Neek Buck. So that kind of listening to Benny's verse on that, then I kind of went to Benny's thing. So it's, it's more of that. And, of course, they were rocking that anniversary uh, deluxe album by Bryson Tiller. So listen to that. So those are those are the things I've been on, man. So I've just kind of been bouncing between those few projects. Yeah, you mentioned that JR, man. I liked that last song on that first chapter, that Grounded. Grounded. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, he went off. He me, went man. off on like, that. So yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely go check that one out if y'all ain't did it. Uh, as for me, man, uh, a couple albums that came out last week, because I don't think we talked about albums last week, right? Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. we had the whole oh, interview. The whole we interview, dropped that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you had Duke Deuce, uh, Memphis. I don't know how I, like, stumbled across him, but, like, yeah. Is uh, that the one that Iggy told us about um, from Iggy's, Iggy from Iggy's Live Mouth Podcast? He told us about this this cat that had kind of like a crunk yeah. music sound. Well, yeah. He got that old school crunk mixed with the new link. Bruh, I'm loving that album, man. That's my new workout album. Oh, like, okay. So I've been, uh, yeah, that one been getting heavy play over the past two weeks. Uh, I know he got, like, what, Soldier Stepping is probably, like, his little uh, single that's going out. And then uh, this week you have Almighty J. Yeah, we listened to a few of his tracks beforehand. Uh, you mentioned it to me, but I just didn't get to it. Not to say I, w- I wouldn't listen to him. I got to go back and correct myself. Man, Duke Deuce, Duke Nukem was the name of the album. Okay. Uh, and then this YMB, y- YBN, Almighty J, is uh, Battling My Spirit. It's okay. eight tracks. Yeah, man, but since they, uh, you know, Duke Deuce, I hadn't heard of him. And then I've heard of, uh, yeah, I've heard of the crew and Corday and stuff like that, but I'm not super familiar with the yeah. rest of the rest of the crew. But as as you was letting me listen to Almighty J's album, I was like, oh, he got some really dope features. Yeah. And again, man, it's, it's I'm not even going to hate on it. I liked what I heard, so I want to definitely check out the rest of it. It's also, like, it, you know how we always say, like, every music Ooh. is a type of mood, type of deal. So, like, hey, man, that Duke Deuce, it's that crunk music, so that's going to be that anytime you want to be hype or whatever, like, hey, there you go right there, man. Just got paid, got one come, roll out, come, having Coming a good out day. hard, yep. Soldier Stepping, Gangsta Party, Toot Toot, Kurt with Mulatto, that's one I was letting you listen to. Like, all those, man, they, they, they was good on there. And with uh, YBN Almighty J, I feel like it's more just, like, it's riding music. I, like, when I'm driving back and forth, like, that, it sounds immaculate to me at that point. You know what okay. I mean? Just what he's saying and everything. So, uh, but the songs on that was Get Rich in the Hood, Big Check, Murder in My Eyes, Battle in My Spirit, and Shout Out to My Dentist. Okay, don't you, don't you, <laughs> don't you, now, don't you fall short and build this one up. Build this one up for the people. Because I feel like this is this is gonna be my after I get some work done at the dentist song or when I'm just shining, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell so, tell so the people like about riding song. music. Like, hey, you come you come up in there like uh, I think reminds me of like juvenile. They had they had that flossing season. Like, but hey, anytime after I get some dentist work, this is gonna instantly go on my little playlist. This man. This is ignorance <laughs> at its finest, man. This is like, but this it wasn't is... ignorant to the point like you would think. Like, shout out to my dentist. Like he's talking about he got a grill, got some diamonds, like all this little stuff. But no. He just talking about, yo, I got these clean white teeth. You know you see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I like it. Like, I mean ignorance. Like, there's, like, certain songs that where there's no rhyme or reason why I like them. Like, I just like it because it feels good. It sounds good. It's 
who the hell says shout out to my dentist? Like, about they smile. Like, you know what I mean? It's something different, man. And again, it doesn't have to be mind-blowing lyrics. It could just be a jamming-ass tune that where it's like, yo, don't deny the fact that you like the song. Yeah. Like, don't be that guy or gal. Like, you know what I mean? If you like the tune, like the tune. And I, I rock with it. Shout out to my dentist, man. I rock <laughs> with it, man. I love it. So definitely check out those albums, man. Uh, but uh, they also had uh, something that came out with Dirk and his team as well. So... OTF, so I definitely want to get into that. I just haven't had a chance to do it, man. So I've heard good things about it, though. So, so I think I think that's I, it, I think, man. I think that takes us to the one that we know are we, that are everybody. We ready for, are we ready for? I'm scary ready hours? for it, man. Are I'm ready. ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, let's take man. a quick quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll speak on our thoughts on scary hours. For sure, for sure. Scary hours. Too. Cash got a little Stockholm syndrome, man. <laughs> Why would you say that? Man, a certain artist that had the game on hold, on lock, ever since he didn't said that, hey, I'm dropping to, at the top of next year. Drake. Drake it's- finally came out with this, man. And as much as I'm upset that he didn't held off like all this music, uh, he come out and drop this immaculate three pack. I can't hate, man. I can't hate. I'm this not gonna is, be everybody. This is a <laughs> this is a change of pace. Yeah. You're not a Drake hater. You you appreciate him for what you what he does well. But I I didn't see this. I didn't see this coming. Man, I didn't see this coming. Man, so you, scary hours too. Scary hours too. Drop surprise drop. You know Elliot Wilson, of course, let us know. Mm-hmm. You know a day or two before it was supposed to drop, and um, it was highly anticipated. We didn't know how many songs we were gonna get. Uh, with Dark Lane, demo tapes was a full body of Lucy's that he wasn't ever going to put out, collected together. And I thought we was going to get something like that. But in the in a year, in times of these EPs and fast, you know, microwave dinner type EPs, uh, I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. Scary Hours 2. Dope shit. It's nice, man. It, three songs. Immaculate. On each one of the songs. I was saying, like, uh, I think I was talking to you, yeah, when I was talking earlier. I was just like, man, the Drake, for the type of artist he is, man, and the level that he didn't predict, uh, he, he didn't got to, is he the most adaptable, like, hip-hop Swiss Army artist? knife. Yeah, Swiss Army knife, like, for sure. I have not heard Drake have a bad feature. Not at all. Or, not at or, all. Or, or, you know, even was... When he bring in somebody to feature, like it's not a bad song that he makes with those people, man. Like it's just always good music, consistency, and guys show up when they when they come to play with Drake. You know what I mean for sure. Like they know they can't slack. It's one of those things to where like if this does come out, I need to put my best foot forward. So I'm, I'm gonna start with we 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 gonna get to Lemon Pepper Wings freestyle. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's a whole nother animal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the first. And, of course, this is going to be fan-out Drake time. I don't care. We are fans. When he puts out something good, we're going to champion it. When it's bad, we're going to say it's bad. But in this instance, if you're in, in for the Drake love affair, stick around. If you're not, stick around as well. <laughs> but it's going to be hard when you listen to the music to hate on this guy. But the first person I want to give Dave Flowers for getting better and better as every time I listen to him is Lil Baby. Oh yeah. Oh man. That that 
once he went in, into that that rapid mode on the latter half of his verse, I'm like, what what is Baby doing at this point? Like, and he he spit. Like, there's no way you can deny it. I don't care if you were a boom bat rap. I don't care if you were lyricist, lyricist. That kid was doing his damn thing on this one, man. So I, I probably rewinded that track. I mean, the first one is what it is as far as on the What's scary next? hours. What's next is, is what it is. I, I get it. It's minimalist Drake to me as far as just a lot of catchphrases, just saying shit that make you feel poor. <laughs> um, but you're really not in real life. But you know, it's like little things like that. But at the same time, I rock with the first track for what it is. That that's something I'm easily gonna throw on in whatever mood I'm in, particularly just riding around music, like you said, or was, the gym. Was that the one where he was like, Hey, I sent my baby mom the uh the 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 child support check, she sent me back a heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember that on that song. I remember hearing it on on I just know that I was like, whoa. Nah, I just remember him, you know, just kind of going through, I just had sex, okay, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, like he was, that was like that rhyme mm-hmm. pattern or whatever, just basically telling people, like, I'm not going to pop out and tell you what I'm doing all the time. Yeah. Like, you're going to hear my life when I drop the, drop yeah, the music it was, it was that should. song then where he talked about, yeah, I, I just sent her the child support. She sent me back a heart emoji. So do she love me? Do she love me money? I think that's what he was kind of insinuating. Hey, but it don't matter. I'm it doing sound, good. But it sound playful and happy. You know <laughs> what I mean? It still don't sound like he going through it. Like, all right, I signed the check. I'm Drake. I got it. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. But yeah, man, back to the to little baby, man. Like, typically... On, on the latter half of Lemon Pepper Wings, and I'll compare and contrast real quick, so give me a second. The thing I want to say is, he let Lil Baby go off, right? Mm-hmm. But he wasn't about to let Ross go off. Like, it was just one of those things, like, okay, I'm going to give you this, baby, because you you I'm going to let you shine on this one. But yeah. the next one, he came back and overdid it, and I was like, oh, shit, he's still rapping, and he's still talking this greasy uh, yeah, talk? Yeah. Man, boy, like, that Lemon Pepper freestyle was just one that, you know, it just got mad play. The, the little baby, the little baby, when he came out and say, I, I look like a goat. <laughs> and then he he calling out hits. Yeah. He calling out hits on his phone while he take care of his kid. Yeah. That was hard. That was hard. Man, he, he, he had some bars <laughs> up there, man. Like, that. hey, man, like, I'm glad that he gave him that opportunity to shine on that. You know what I mean? He's one of the and best that, young dudes doing it right yeah. now, hands down. And like I said, Drake haven't did a bad feature that I've known about yet, that I can call out at the top of my head. Like, he is the most versatile, like, adaptable, like, to whatever sound they can do. Got to be something to be said about that, right? Yeah, is that a bad thing? No. Is that a bad thing for you, that for him to be able to perform, even with all of the, the BS from the past, the ghost ride and all that, but, like, when he's, his presence on the track is felt every, every single time that he comes to the table, and I, I can't, I so really can't. That's on. what I'm gonna get on. Like when you talk about the ghost riders and all this little stuff, like it's been a ton of other people that have that hadn't had ghost riders and everything, but they haven't made consistently good music like Drake has. So I mean, it has to be something that's got to be said about just him, his the way he, his character, his vocals, uh, everything over a song, you know, that carries it. Like, he, he is unique in that sense, you yeah, know? Everything, every, I think we like, ain't going to appreciate it until, yeah, like, everything later is on. pristine. everything is pristine. It's on point, production, his voice, how they do things at OVO. It's it's like a, a hit factory at this yeah. point, and they know his sound 
So he doesn't deviate too much from it. He does try different beats, but he's all hip hop Michael Jackson right now. Hey, that that's that's a bar right there, man. That's a bar right there. He he is, he is, and you you can't hate him for that. And here's the thing. I was talking to a friend, and I'm not gonna name that friend, but I'm gonna send this clip directly to you because you know who you are when you receive it. <laughs> um, he was trying to talk me down about oh, the, the Drake. I know you ain't gonna say the Drake about what you're listening to this weekend. You're damn right I'm gonna say the Drake. Why? Like Let's, it's time to be honest, and I think Ransom tweeted this recently. It's time to be honest. Drake is, be- is a better lyricist than your favorite lyricist. Yeah, it- it's time to admit it. Like when he got into when he get into that Lemon Pepper uh, freestyle and all the other things that him and Ross have done, Aston Martin music. I went back to that title playlist, and that shit was fire. By the way, he got the one that we quote the most when you talking about. She wasn't with you in the gym. Come on, that's, that's just- <laughs> come on, man. You know he got talked to too, as well as you know meat with everything that went. <laughs> So he got talked to by Vanessa as well. You know, hey, man, relax. But what I'm saying is the dude delivers every time him and Ross come together, every time that it's album time and it's go time, you cannot hate on that man for the success that he enjoys because he makes music that we like. Isn't that the purpose of this all? Yeah. Is to make music that's jamming and, and palatable for any and everybody? I think that's that's the whole point of it, right? <laughs> I want to be heard as many by as many people in the world as I can be heard by. Why is that a bad thing? I don't think it is. I, I'm I'm off of it. I'm off of it. Like when he was younger, you talking about like oh he was making all the little crooning songs and all this. Like he's 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 singing more than he's rapping. But no, Drake got enough body of work out there where he didn't rapped, where he the song. Where he did a mixture of both. And you're never, <laughs> he just spawned like a whole new subgenre of, of hip hop, basically. You know what I mean? Even in RB, he didn't got it over there with uh Bryson Tiller. Like you know, all of them can uh, equate their style to a Drake S type style. For sure, for sure. You know, and, and with that said, there's a lot of things to be said for how he he switches it up and how if you like him for the rapping ability. And that's it, and you don't really care for his sing songy things, which I think you may be lying to a certain a certain <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible because I mean you just can go to take care. You can go to all the albums, but the reason why Take Care sticks out is because there's a lot of songs that were on there that when you was out and about, you was partying, you was in catching the vibe, and you wasn't trying to hear lyrical Drake, we was just trying to hear some good tunes. That was the soundtrack to a lot of cats yeah. life during that time frame. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. So on and so forth. Like the the jammer lambs that he got are undeniable from the simple standpoint of I don't want to hear lyrical miracle spiritual. But when you do rap, it has to be at an elite level. And he does that. He does a good mixture of it. You might not ever get a full rap album from him. No, because it doesn't cater to what he does best, and which I, is I, I don't think that would. Like, yeah, he gonna lose sales off that. Like, why would you? And like I said, he don't do any of the other stuff bad. He don't. So oh. is it not what I want to hear at that particular moment? Maybe. Hey, if you go back to that last, what was the last album that I said? Dark Lane like, Demo tapes. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, man, I'm not feeling that. And was on shuffle. Came back three months later. Well, I'm in a different mood. It was a good album. <laughs> <laughs> but it speaks to sequencing too, right? Like, I, I remember, I think one of our, our men, I think it was B. Russ, or it was, uh, maybe it was King James that he was like, I'm not really into sequencing that much. But you listened to an album on shuffle and had a totally different outlook when you listened to it, how the artist intended for it to be. And that's the only reason why in our other video, if you want to read the criteria for a classic, not read, but listen and, and, and watch what's the criteria uh, for a classic album, the five things that we put out there. 
is because sequencing does matter. How you first receive an album yeah. is typically how much you're going to go back to it or or have a memory of it. Then, of course, you'll pick up your favorite song. So I just wanted to clear that up, but I was just saying that part right there. Yeah, because I was dejected. I, I got, like, the, the songs I didn't want to hear. I think it was probably the crooning songs that he was doing early on. I got, when I put it on shelf, I got three of those. And I'm like, ah, this is this type of drink I don't want to hear. Versus when I went back and listened to it other time, I'm like, oh, no, he, he, he rapping. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can't tell, we really rock with Scary Hours 2. Um, we were, not we, I would say Prez more than likely was upset with Drake not dropping and holding the game hostage. That was your exact words, right? <laughs> he, he's still doing it, man. <laughs> like, he gave us this, and now he's going to have everybody even more scared. Just it's, like, not, it's not time. Did you hear that? Every song on that was was fire. Like, I am not dropping to Drake drop. It's not time, man. <laughs> it's not time. It's not time, man. I mean, Cass is going to drop, but I think he's really holding out to when a little the world as a whole opens up oh, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I think this summer it will. I don't think it'll get to the point of touring. I know I saw some uh, rumblings of that with Rock Nation and, and um, you know, kind of putting that out there with possible spots opening up, but I think as a whole, it ain't happening this summer, but I think the world is going to open up in terms of what we, a little bit more we can do, a little bit leeway, you know, with, with things and people getting vaccinated. So I think this, this spring, this summer, the Drake, the Drake album's coming, man. Like, what is it? The, the, the Playboy, what's the name of it he got for it? Heartbreak Kid. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I forget the name. All I know, man, we, we getting done with this. I had this song, this three pack on repeat for like three hours <laughs> <laughs> on Friday while I'm like sitting around playing. Like, yeah. And didn't get old to me. Like just those three songs, just hearing them over and over again, man. It was just like, man, yeah. just. They were that fire. They were that fire. I, I, I must admit I did the same thing and I'm like, am I doing too much right now? Yeah. Well, I, I had to ask myself the same thing. <laughs> I was just like, hey, man, like you, I done played this nonstop. Am I overdoing it? No, it was what I needed to hear. Woke up the next morning, took a shower. Played it again. <laughs> enjoyed it. Enjoyed it that much more. So, hey, there's not enough good things I can say about Scary Hours too, man. Uh, and again, man, I'm a fan of all types of hip hop, and you know he does the hip hop I like as well, man. So shout out to Drake for giving us a little jolt in the game. You know, we wanted the album, but you know we'll take what we can get. Anyway, we understand the the business aspect of it all. Well, some people do. Drop the damn <laughs> album. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So scary house too. Check it out. Check it out, man. All right. So now we're on to the culture uh, section, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, so we had a couple things that we want to highlight up in here. Let's start off with the uh with the with the movies. Let's, let's, right, let's cool. talk about the movies that was going on. All right, man, let's get to the Biggie Doc. So uh, I watched the uh, Biggie Doc on Netflix. Uh, I got a story to tell. Awesome, awesome video uh, or documentary, rather. And here's the thing, man. Before going into it, I was kind of like, man, I've, I've seen and I think I know a whole lot about Big. So do I want to watch another one? Excuse me. So at that time, I'm like, all right, man. Well, you know, I succumbed to it because I'm curiosity kills the cat, right? And... It was a great body of work, man. D-Rock, one of his childhood friends, lo and behold, recorded everything. And you heard about that story that he recorded everything, video, everywhere they went. But, man, thank God for him, Biggie, 
actually thinking to do that. You know what I mean? Because now you you have this documentary where you went back, you had video from where he grew up in Jamaica, you had video of him singing, like Big could actually sing, bro. Like mm-hmm. flat yeah, he was an R and B head. So really? I never I never knew that. You know, know what I mean? That. So that kinda explains how and and Diddy was speaking to it. It kinda explains like, no, this this wasn't me forcing Big to go in this this realm. I, I kinda said, Hey, listen to these beats, but he already had the frameworks of it in terms of his upbringing. His neighbor was a jazz musician, used to take him to see all the different parts of the city and, and yeah. culturally, and then his moms took him to Jamaica almost every summer. So his uncle was uh I forget what they call it, but he was like one of those he was into music there and they would kind of do like a freestyle sessions. Uh and they had a name for it in a doc. But anyway, that's kind of what they went through and and you could see where he got some of his any musicality of his, from his ciphers. Did they have any ciphers? Yeah, they had the ciphers and how it how it began and how he even to the DJ that he was new to as far as just hey, this is this is uh you know the guy that's gonna put you on to help get your demo tape out there. He was like, hey, do it like this, do it like this. He was kind of engineering the whole session as a raw talent. You know what I mean? Hmm. So and it was just like you know with the tape deck and how they were recording it, but it was something that was new to his DJ Fifty Grand at the time. And then they got it to Mr. C, who got it to uh, Maddie C of the Source. And then next thing you know, Bigs. In the unsigned hype of the source, reaches Puffy. Puffy wants to hear him. Puffy puts him on the spot like you know Puffy's known yeah. to do. And then he said the mouth of, I think, and I'm just paraphrasing him, but the mouth of God opened up as far as I hadn't heard nobody with that cadence, that rap style, tone, all and saying all the things he was saying, and delivery all in one package, and was secure with himself. So... You know, and then it takes off from there, man, as far as the doc. So you got to learn a few right, You just sold me, man. I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. No right, lie. Man. No so lie. Check, I'm going to watch it tonight. Check, check out the Biggie documentary. I got a story to tell. Great footage. A lot of it is, uh, you know, VHS footage from back in the day, 95. Uh, I, so I grainy? It. Not really, man. They got a, a nice balance of the one-on-one interviews like you typically see in the doc of the key players. So you get to meet all of his friends. Like So if you, if you very... If you know Big's lyrics, Sea Gutter, where you at, um, D Rock, C's, of course, and all all the other guys that he's. I don't need to, to. see Mr. C. <laughs> Come on. Press <laughs> ain't shit, boy. <laughs> all right, man. How he threw me off. <laughs> But yeah, man. So it's a lot of the the key players in there. There's no little Kim on there. I would like to have seen little Kim on there, but for for reasons that we know about, I mean, he knew she has, wasn't gonna be on there. Yeah, and then come on, man. Like, at what point is it disrespectful to his family? Yeah. At what point is that disrespectful? To I mean, his he family? was just it was it's a part of his life, man. You can't erase it. So yeah, it is what but it is. what at what point is it disrespectful? Well, he was. I mean, at the time, yeah, the 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 act. Was yeah, she, she he was married. He still was dealing with yeah. her. the act was so. So I, I, I can I I, can, I ain't saying like put blinders over, but I understand why you ain't including it into the thing, man. Just yeah, and Kim didn't like how she was portrayed in the movie, so it's a lot of history there. So it is what it is with that man. But great doc, check it out, prayers, listeners, watchers, you guys check it out as well. I guarantee you'll get something new 
as far as a nugget that you didn't know about Big. So All entertaining. Right. Check it out. And then we had Coming to America. Yeah, so man. Long com- awaited. Com- coming to America Part 2, basically, but it had the two up in there. So that's what it was like portrayed. So uh, initial thoughts. What did, you, what did you think about it? Worth the wait? Uh, enjoyable? You know, I approached it from the aspect of I just want to, I don't want to be critical about every single thing I watch. I'm critical about hip-hop. I'm critical about other music genres and all that stuff that we cover and we talk about. But movies, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge movie buff. But at the same time, like, this is one of the classics that I was like, all right, cool. It's coming out. Whenever it comes out, I'm going to watch it, regardless of whether it's good or not. But how I felt about it was like, all right, it's good, man. It made me laugh a few times. I wasn't expecting to be wild. I wasn't expecting it to beat the first one, which sequels typically don't. Um, but you know, if you can come close or 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 capture like a like good recapture. family vibe, yeah. like if you can capture, if you can capture that, bring old characters back, those that was living. I mean, it's thirty years. So, yeah. uh, so a yeah. lot of the people may have passed away, but well, it was a lot of them up in there too. A lot of the old good characters to see. there. Good to and see. And it was good to see, man. But, but you could definitely tell a lot of them are a lot older. Like, and then like the references and stuff was kind of like a little, a little bit of dated, a date, little dated. But I mean, understandable for what it is, man. Like, I just me, it was a comedy. Did it make me laugh? It was funny. That's, I'm not holding it up to, well, did it have to be better than... No, I don't... It, that is nostalgia. That's called in a moment in time. I don't think... Where, where when I was, was making the first it, time I made Coming to America, yeah. it, it it's never going to live up to that. I know that route to back. And I think... I don't know any sequel that ever has. Any sequel that ever has, like, lived up to the hype or gone above. And uh, kind of... I, I wasn't expecting for that. I wasn't so when it was hitting on all these points and it had like some very key funny moments up in there, man. Like where I was like I was in the house alone this weekend. Now I'm laughing out loud and just hearing my own echo like laughing out loud at the house and like I had no reason to laugh out loud, but it was shit was funny. Yeah, yeah. And the same with me, man. I tried, like I said, I try not to take it super duper serious because at the end of the day, you're gonna take the enjoyment out of movie watching. Like you know, it's it's a lot of movies that. May not be the most critically acclaimed, but again, it's to each his own, man. For me, I approached it knowing full well it wasn't going to be better than the first one. It's like making another Harlem Nights or New Jack City, or it's just certain classics, Menace to Society. It's certain things that you can't do, not that you can't do over, but it's just certain things that it's such held in such high regard. When you come into it, if it don't match that, that don't mean it automatically is altogether bad. It just mm-hmm. means that it didn't match it as expected, but did it have good parts? Or, or you know, if you're going to be hypercritical, I respect your opinion. I'm not going to argue argue you down with it. Yeah, That's just me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, when it's a classic on the first one, it's rare that the second one or the sequels are going to be better than it. Now, when something was just okay at the beginning and then they make another one and then they go in a totally different direction, like, those be the ones that actually, like, change up. Like, uh... I think it's a cool... Like, it's like an yeah. equivalent of a Disney movie. I think it's a cool family movie. Like, I could sit down and watch that with my entire family and I think they would enjoy it. Yeah, because you know I mean? they did cut out on the parts like uh like the Baders one time you know like an original movie they naked and like all this stuff but this they, they did it a little bit different to be more respectful of the times and of the the you culture knew what, you knew what what watchers you were gonna get with this one it was gonna be families watching it in their homes so it, it is what it is with that but like I not I mean I'm cutting you off but 
my point is uh, that we afford these type of opportunities and these type of if you I don't say this is a dumb movie, but what I mean by that is like the Adam Sandlers of the world, the Seth Rogans of the world. Not to say they make remakes, but they make a lot of these type of comedy style movies. And when it seems to me like when it's a black actor, prominent actor, oh, the scrutiny from within, from within <laughs> your own community is it's so much so hard, greater. Right? Yeah. But you'll sit here and watch. Uh, what was what's the one with Shaq in there with Adam Sandler did uh, with all the kids and uh, the grown ups? Yeah. So grown ups one and two. So grown ups like with grown ups one and two. Adam Sandler hits familiar beats. Hits familiar beats. Does is pretty much the same thing on a part two. Not saying it's classic, but I'm just saying like these guys are afforded to make these family style type things and go on about their business, make their money, and it isn't like I don't ever hear nobody being heavily critical on those type of movies as they are Step Brothers and all those stuff like. Is it stupid funny? Absolutely. But yeah. that's a genre too. Stupid funny. And I think that a lot of these, a lot of these uh this coming to America was stupid funny. Not stupid in a in a like I can't use, I'm not using the right words, but I think y'all know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's just like uh I I go up in these with no expectations. I go up in there, hey, can can this do this job on it being a comedy? Can it make me laugh? And it did that. Every time Wesley Snipes came up in there, bro, had me dying. <laughs> like, I'm laughing out loud. Like, for real. Like, just... And on the flip side, I get the scrutiny. The son? Didn't care for him. Uh, so, but that, now, that's school. what I will go off. Like, both of the new act... Well, his daughter, which she played in that other movie that's on Netflix right now with the... Uh, what they they were coming back to life. I can't remember the name of that damn movie. I should probably should have said that. But uh, <laughs> she she was good. I didn't care for the son. Like like no, he, I didn't he, he didn't capture. Like he wasn't charismatic enough for me. Like I I, I I didn't fall in love with his character, his portrayal of that character. No, and I, but, you had so many like YouTube sensations that I that I had heard that would possibly were uh, trying out for the role that I think that would have killed it as far as them just being naturally funny. But I think a comedian. In that role yeah. would have been better than the actor because he didn't do well in a comedic role, so to speak. But was it enough to take me completely out the movie? No. Nah, nah. I mean, it, it was sufficient. And then, like I said, like the funny parts of that movie was still definitely funny. Even some of the stuff that was like rehashes and stuff like this are going back. Now it's it's a thirty year old movie at this point, so <laughs> a lot of that stuff. Probably it, it don't fit in today. And I think that's where anybody who's going to be dejected from the movie is going to be because of that. It's just like, oh, it didn't work for me. It's just like, well, he got to hit it because if you if he didn't, <laughs> you'll complain about that. Right. It's a lose-lose on that that whole situation. But Random shout-out to Tiana Taylor. Oh, man. I, yeah. Nice, nice visuals uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that part. <laughs> I, I definitely uh, was digging those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And and Iman Shumpert, shout out to you too, man. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice wife, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rick Ross. Rick oh Ross yeah, man. It. it was on his compound. So what? yeah, he got he got him a little little cameo in there. That I whole, thought that was that, dope. So the the mansion is actually like his. Yeah, man, two hundred fifty acres, here. man. That's what he was rapping about, man. Facts. Remember Drake? Man. That, hey, shout out. Hey, Rick. You all right, man? That that's what's up there. Yeah, so I didn't know that. 
He got him a little, little Zamunda uh, cameo in there, man. So I rocks with it, man. Yeah, yeah. He did his thing. He did his thing. But Wesley was Wesley was the was was the best part of that movie to me. Because like, I don't expect Wesley, him. and when he was around, like everybody playing off his character. That's yeah. what I should say. Yeah, he does a lot of that good improv stuff, man. Uh, it made me go back and check out Dolomite as well because his character in Dolomite yeah. is funny as hell too. So. If you're looking for some super duper funny shit and you didn't think this was funny, go, go check out Dolomite, right? Yeah, go check out Dolomite that uh, Eddie Murphy remade about a year or two ago. Uh, that that one's funny as hell. Like that one, I still watch to this day as far as my comedies to go to of recent memory. Hey, start teaming up a little bit more Wesley. Seems like it's working for y'all, hey, man. Hey, like, man, they they holding Wesley down, man. Get him out them tax problems. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. man, that, and that was that part was funny to me too, man. Just like hey. You got the Dave Chappelle skit where they calling Eddie Murphy darknesses and all this little stuff. And then <laughs> yep. you got Wesley sniped the other person. And then who the two kings over there? <laughs> that part is hilarious, yeah, man. But again, man, take it for what it's worth. A lot of bashing on coming to America, but you won't Chris and I enjoyed it, man. Go into it with an open mind, open heart, man. Just watch it for the nostalgia and the, and the things that you got from it. And then check it out, man. Give them a Appreciate shot. Appreciate that you can enjoy it with your family. Yeah, go yeah. enjoy it with your family, man. Don't go in there with the, that ain't funny. That ain't funny. I'm going to kick you out the room if you came in there with that bullshit, if it was me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so check it out. It's a good movie, in my opinion. So, yeah. All right, man. Uh, next up, man, as far as the cultural Final cultural thing, man. Topics, Final thing. Uh, Jay-Z. Just sold title, man. To Square, right? I believe. Yep, to Square slash Twitter, whoever, Jack Dorsey. Uh, but sold it for $297 million. What's your initial thoughts on that? Then I'll come in with some stuff that's really, you know, some facts behind what really happened here. Oh, uh, I just feel like in a downtime in music. Um, oh, okay, let me start back. Let me double back. I just think it's just business. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes a good business sense, and which it was valued at maybe a year or two ago and how much he actually got for it and the profit in which he brought it in. And then being that the guy's... And the guys that it kind of he brought in as far as the artists, as far as ownership, get to retain a portion. That, of course, that's undisclosed, and Jay retains a portion as well. I I can't argue with it. Now, the billing of it being by artists and black owned and all that. What does it do to that? It, it definitely changes the landscape of it all. But it is kind of all rotates back to what Jay is trying to do with Square, which is innovative in you know, the space of digital media marketing and, and just money type things. I know they, uh, they're with Cash App, right, over Cash App. Yep. So I think that's the play now because where artists have been getting effed in the past is these these manipulative deals in which... The, the 360 deals. Yeah, 360 and deals and how they get certain portions. Um, the record label gets certain portions of it. So for me... That's a win because if you're working with digital marketing, I think it's what NTF or NFT, 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 and all these things that these uh, squares on the forefront of, artists are gonna start getting their merch and and all these other like digital media and digital art and all this stuff. It's gonna open up an, another revenue stream for them that may be far beyond what we could see right now. You know what I mean and. So I, I think it's a win. I don't think it's anything to do with 
black culture, black this or black that. I, I, I just think it's business, man, and it yeah. makes good business sense. Uh, I'm glad, like, man, hearing your side versus everybody else I talk to, man. Like, there's some people that's out there that I, I, I feel like kind of hate on the situation and, and can't be a an adult about seeing what's going on in the business mind and everything else. Like, you go work for these people, you get a portion of all this right here. The dude owned title. He went and got a $56 million, then sold it for $297 million. That's a come up. That's that's hustling at his finest. Like he didn't he didn't came from this street level person to now like he's making these type of million dollar deal. He's already a billionaire, just in, increasing his portfolio. And then by selling this, he didn't only just like sell it and get rid of it. He leveraged it. He's on the board a square, so he get to make overall decisions. So even though he may not have all the shares and title, but he can still like work with it. And, you know, still aid the artist if need be. His, pre his presence still, is everything. His yeah. presence still being there is everything. He's one of the people in the room. Like, he may not have the money of some of the people in the room or most of the people in the room, but he has the respect factor for those guys to want to work with him. Just look at what he just did with Ace of Spades. Ooh, man, talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Just look at what he did with Ace of Spades. They came looking for Spades him. too. Moet, Hennessy. Huh. You know what I mean? Why did he go to Ace of Spades? LVMH. Go, go, I mean, what is it? LV, LVMH. Go no, buy no, you some I'm stock. Like, why did he come up with Ace of Spades? Oh, Chris Stiles looked down on him a couple oh, years okay. ago, and, you know, it had to be a wonderful <laughs> feeling. I'm, and that's, that's the other thing I was listening to this week is the Jay-Z playlist because the culmination of these past two deals, uh, specifically the one we're talking about with Ace of Spades, Armand Brignac, uh, to be specific, I was like that. That's that's another win for the culture. Like just yeah. for what they did, as far as um, you said, you don't want us doing Chris style. I go up in here, I get Ace, I back Ace of Spades or whatever. He comes up with it and it elevates it to that same level. Like it's in that class yeah. now. Like that's just got to be like yeah, it's a wonderful it's, feeling. You can say like, that we just rap about it or something. No, these are owned by those elite companies now too. So right. hey, and, that, and for that's them to be a come find him because I was watching like. If, if many of you haven't seen it, I, I, I wanted to hear what Jay-Z had to say about it because, you know, every now and then he does poke out his head and actually does a quick interview, and that's really what it was about for him, that it was like, look, man, we were just kids trying to celebrate our wins, and we were drinking Cristal, and we were making them considerable amount of money, and they said those disparaging remarks in regards to it, and now to have a company like Moet Hennessy come partner with us and come to us to bring us to another level and I still have a stake in it. And it's he's retaining stakes. So it's not cutting your nose to spite your face with Jay. Not it's like I want to keep everything black owned and, and black contained. No, do you want to make money or not? You know what I'm saying? Because you also are in the business of making money. You know, 25% of something still isn't nothing. You know, you you could be having a hundred percent of nothing. Your company not doing well, uh title, we all know. Me and Prez support it because it's artist-driven, and we we believe we did research on it before we brought it, right? We know it's behind Apple. We know it's behind Spotify. We know it's behind Amazon Music. We know that. We know that, but we back it because Do they allow it's quality. Is it the same thing that, that the other services are offering? Yes. Do they have some key elements that's a little bit better? Yes, and do they have it more, uh, like, catered to what we like in the hip-hop industry? Absolutely. So right off there, like, and then it's then it's Jay Z like supporting them on that. Like, I'm definitely gonna give them my money over Apple or Spotify. Like, minute 
that start realizing like we we say we want to attain a certain level and I know where I want to get in life and where my ultimate goals are. So if I would want people to support me that same way and not to look at it, hey, this is, oh, but these they do it better. Yes, I'm breaking in. Back your boy. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the way I kind of look at see, it. If you see the hard work and determination, you see us getting better, you see the little nuances of it all, the credits of the artists are, are credited. Uh, you, you have a whole lot of things that are going on when it comes to that, right? So I'm cool with that. Like, I'm cool with waiting an extra week or two because... These two people, and I'm just giving it like to the, not the black, I won't even say the black entrepreneur. I'm just saying like an entrepreneur, a budding entrepreneur that's starting out. This is one guy, and I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick. He's okay. a black dude. He's making boots, um, the boots that we wear. Me and Prez are both in the Air Force, military, blah, 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 blah. He's making boots. No, for another two months. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's making military boots, similar to the Nike style, but a little bit more funky, a little bit more fresher, looks to be comfortable. He even had a few sneaker boot reviews on it. That I was like, all right, it's about $30 more. I ordered it, and guess what, Prez? I had to order it by the 8th of March, and then it goes into production. So I probably won't get my boots to probably about May, mm-hmm. June time frame. But I'd rather support... That person that's taking it upon themselves to to deliver something that's a little bit more stylish, mm-hmm. a little bit um, as far as comfortable and all that stuff, and that's taking that into account. And this is a brother that's doing it, trying to start their business, breaking into it because he saw uh, an avenue where folks want to look, you know, look good in their uniform and stuff like that. You can't do too much with the boots that we wear, but. I'd rather wait and do that, and I'm not going to complain about, oh, why why can't I get it in two weeks? He's not set up with that infrastructure yet. So I'm going to rock with the people I rock with until I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, now if, they, if they doing bad Sweet. business, you know, if they doing bad business, then that's another thing. But if they're not, I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to support good quality, and I'll wait a longer amount of time for it to mature into ultimately what it can be. And it seems like, with Jay, we got a hip hop billionaire, dude. Yeah, we got a hip hop billionaire. Like, how how you ain't getting? Uh, it, I ended with this right here, man. Like, what it means and overall how I see this whole ordeal. Back in the day, man, in the nineties, uh, the 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 early two thousand. Anytime anything went wrong in our culture, hey, he go Al Sharpton, he go Reverend Jesse Jackson. Now. We have an incident even in, like, the NFL. You look at the NFL that was just going on with Colin Kaepernick. Who'd they go get? You went and got Jay. Be the middle we got man. somebody that's speaking on our part, and, like, that's that's the common thing of somebody of this this stature being a part of those convos and not just uh, the the Al Sharptons and the uh, Reverend Jesse Jacksons and stuff like this. We're we're breaking into the mold. It's somebody they can – another business guy that they feel like they can talk to in those circles. And they, 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 whether they respect them or not, who knows? You know what I'm saying? But what I, what, what I will say is, I say they will respect them because he's not at the board table or having a stake or anything. Like these people know what they're doing, and they want, they know who to keep out. But if they're welcoming him in, it's for a reason because they yeah. respect his mind and his business acumen and how he's moving. You know, everything isn't personal. You know, okay, we haven't worked together for years. You haven't worked with black folks for years, but let me be the first that you work with and now I bring in 
my peoples, and my peoples' peoples bring in somebody else, and you get to be around folks that you typically weren't around and see what business minds they got. We we had that conversation a couple um, episodes ago to how some of these 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 do, these former drug dealers, former dudes on the street that grew up doing whatever they need to do to survive that are the Jay Princes of the world and and the Suge Knights and how their minds ultimately became what these record labels were and how much money they made for so many other people based on doing Master P, based on doing things the way they saw fit at the time. Man, yeah. Jay, he's opened the door. He's a billionaire, man. He opened the door, showed you a different lane that wasn't even much thought of or possible that we didn't think was achievable at our level before. Walk through the door behind him. Continue to support. Don't close the door and shut everybody else off from it. Go support the man and continue doing everything, man. Jay Z, man, Beyonce, man, they got us like a, a Black Lion King type movie on Disney Plus right now that that they put up front and center. Like it's it's just so much they did for the culture yeah. that I think like everybody kind of glossed you're, you're over. Absolutely right. For me. and and uh, my final words on it is it's not only a black thing with them. You know what I mean? Uh, of course, that's a part of it. But for me, it's, it's important to separate the black thing, it being a black only thing, and it being business too. Like you got to do good business in order to move on to other business, start up other businesses, get those businesses popping, sell, move on here. Like, you know, you had Carol's Daughter, hair care products. You have countless other black owners that may not be of a stature of Jay-Z and Beyonce, but they do this all the time. Why, why would I make up something to want to just keep it for me? Like, if unless it's something that's a near and dear to my heart as far as a business, I will keep it or try to retain ownership mm-hmm. as far as a stake in it, but I want to build it up to be able to, you know, as far as an IPO and be valued at as much as it can possibly be valued at, have partners in. So it's less of my money. It's all of our money to make this a thing that's around for my family for years, not just because it's a passion project. Like you got to separate business from, you know, just being the, the black move or Jay for this and Beyonce just out for money. All right. Some of the things they might be doing may revolutionize, be a revolutionary for the music industry 20 years down the road. Yep. So with that, hey, we salute Jay-Z. Appreciate you, man. Sure. Uh, keep keep winning up there for us, man. Keep winning for the culture, man. You're 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 changing up a lot of things. Uh in the same sense as like Will Smith went down there and knocked down stuff on like the the acting side. You're you're doing the the, the same equivalent thing on the business side on a on a much bigger scale, man. I had though. But yeah. Yeah, I rock with it, man. Yeah. I rock with it. But yeah, y'all go check it out, man. Stay tuned to to more coming from from Jay and and you know we rock with the movement, man. So whatever he's doing, you know, definitely gonna keep up on and and tip my cap to him and definitely in, invest in some of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, key thing. Yeah, the key thing. That's the key thing. Uh, there is, you know, to make make those moves, those investment moves on what you can do in, in your specific situation, man. But. With that said, man, I think that we've reached the end of the podcast, yeah, man, it. or that's the end it, of this man. video, this audio, however you're listening to us. Make sure you like and subscribe to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, sure Syracuse. Go, make you, sure you go and rate us on uh, whatever audio platform you listen to. Give us a like on YouTube. Sure. And that's uh, Mr. Perez. Yeah, Cash, Cash man.